all about the best of life in Harrogate. This is the Your Harrogate Podcast. Hello, my name is Pete from the Working From Home Show. Weekdays I do it between 10 and 2 from Nairsborough. Thanks very much for clicking on to yourharrogate.co.uk. If, of course, that's where you're listening to this podcast, maybe you're getting it from another favourite podcast place. You can listen to the radio station from our website. You can also get the app. You can get us on DAB in the car and you can launch us on your smart speaker. That's what you need to do. If you've never played us on a smart speaker before, launch your Harrogate and then once it's launched, you can just tell it to play it every single time, whenever you like. We've got a great opportunity for young people right across the Harrogate area. We're looking out for the young person of the year with Harrogate College. Anybody who's under the age of 21 can be nominated for this. Read more and nominate on the win page of yourharrogate.co.uk. Podcasts this week are very much like buses. We've got two, one tomorrow that's focusing on sport, football and some running, but that's then and this is now. This is quite a sporty one, actually, this particular episode, because last week you may remember this. Less than Betty's provided us, the whole team, with Fat Rascals. And we introduced the guys on the boat who live in Dover. We introduced them to Fat Rascals and we still get emails going, can you send us some more? So basically, I've just had a message from them saying, can you just nip to Betty's? Don't forget to get the Fat Rascals, otherwise we'll be really upset. That's Jackie Hargrave, better known as Open Water Woman from Nairsborough, an ice swimmer. Jackie has formed part of Team GB. They have been out to the French Alps, partaking in their international ice swimming association championship and i thought it would be rude not to catch up with jackie to find out how they've got on well it was fast fierce competitive and probably the best thing i think i've ever done amazing without question what was so good uh i think there were two sides to it i think first of all i think despite everybody being so competitive there was just this element of friendliness in the normal swimming community everyone's really friendly welcoming warm we, we just sort of a, a unit of one really and it was lovely to see that that extended to the elite side of things as well it was as friendly and enjoyable as it was swimming on a normal everyday basis and i think secondly the swimming side of things, I guess, although it was colder water, I think was the official recorded temperature, although it varied, was about 3.7. Um, it, when you're racing and you're sort of getting in and you're in that moment, I think the adrenaline, you, you don't feel the cold. That was one of my worries with getting in because we we're in the Alps was that the um, the water would be so cold that, you know, you would just sort of almost, it consumes you and saps your energy. And it just didn't feel like that at all. So it was quite an enjoyable swim. Wow. <laughs> I'll take your word for it if you say so. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, that's, um, that's very, very cold. For anybody who's not listened to the first podcast that we did, shame on them. But, Shocker. Yeah, absolutely. But just run through again how your heats worked over the weekend and, and how you did as well. Um, so you're basically, um, we were all in heats of people that were of a similar speed to us. So you weren't put in age category heats because there are some that are quite a lot faster than others. Um, so you were swimming alongside people who were of a likened speed to you. So I swam on the Saturday. I did the 100 metres. And I think in my age category, I believe I came eighth. Then we did the 50 meter VIP relay, which I'd like to come back to because it was just hilarious, even though it shouldn't have been. And then we came last in that, but with very good reason. And then I did the 50 meter 
sprint on the Sunday, which just waiting to hear, I think I came sixth in that, but I'm just waiting for confirmation to come through. I think there was a bit of a, a bit of a discrepancy a bit further up the table. So I might have been sixth. I could have been seventh, but I'm just waiting to hear back. So worst case scenario, came seventh in that. So I think for me, been I've never done anything like this before, didn't even expect to qualify or anything. It's just been amazing. It's more than I could ever have hoped for. Fantastic. So I'm intrigued now. You said about the other one, you're coming last and it was hilarious. Did it have anything to do with overindulging on Betty's or not? Um, no, we didn't overindulge. We, we did, to be fair, we did share our fat rascals with 400 other athletes sort of started circling our table when they saw we got low. We basically, we reserved space in our suitcase for them. And the other teams were sort of coming over and sort of asking what they were. And we were sort of very reluctantly giving them a little bit of a trial. So they went down really well. So we had less than we hoped to have. Um, but no, so we were invited to do the um, the VIP relay for the, our little group of four Yorkshire swimmers. And um, I hadn't realised that we were basically up against ice swimming royalty. So we were up against ex-Olympians. We were up against the creme de la creme of the ice swimming world, who, who half of them were world record holders and just completely, utterly fast. And, oh, it was incredible. So we were up against them. And it was basically you could do any stroke you liked. It was just a race. But obviously they were very competitive and we derived. Lara hadn't even got her costume on at that point because she just got out from another race, hadn't realised that this race was as soon as it was and has sort of got her costume in her hand. And of course, these costumes are they're racing costumes, so they're very tight and very difficult to get into. So she arrived and it was a case of, Lara, you need to get that back on. We're going back in the water. So we had all that kerfuffle of, of attempting to get her in a swimming costume with sort of basically these 400 other athletes sort of in the same room. So it was a bit like shoehorning her in, but we did it. And then we got down to the race and Lara sort of said, I don't, I don't do front crawl. I'm, I'm obviously strictly breaststroke. And we were like, it's fine. Well, basically, we got in the water. She started doing her breaststroke and all these athletes shot off doing it, racing at pace. And Lara sort of comes back and then Emily went. And then by the time Jonty got back on the third leg and I'd got in, they'd finished. <laughs> and I had to do 50 metres on my own with an audience of everybody in the whole of the village watching. But here's the thing, you guys had Betty's and they didn't. So who's laughing now, really? Exactly. And we can just pop along and, and they're local to us. So, you know, completely, yeah. More fat rascals deserved, please. Yeah, we're all going to go and um, do a little bit of a, we're going to go down there and um, do a little bit of an afternoon tea um, in the next, within the next couple of weeks to celebrate our little uh, Yorkshire pod that we, we've sort of trained with. So yeah, definitely going to go and do that. This is the Your Harrogate podcast. You mentioned the the tightness of the costumes. Was that something that shocked you? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> is this purely, <laughs> what, for extra insulation? Is it just to do with streamlining people's bodies or? Yeah, it's, it's to do with compression. Um, I, I guess there's FINA have rules that, that that you have they have to be FINA regulated so they have to comply with their because I don't know if you remember um, years ago they, the men used to sort of swim in these long leg ones and and, and they were then deemed sort of because they would they would help with speed and and you know, gliding through the water and all that and FINA then sort of put a bit of a stop to it so they had to be recognised by FINA as being a specific length style etc cetera, etc cetera. so they are um, unusually tight. I think is the uh, is the word. So when I, we we arrived and they were there waiting for us, and um, Lara and Emily just both went, you know, please try it on before you come down in the morning, and probably spent forty minutes sort of trying to shoehorn myself in. There was some uh, pretty uh, choreographed performance of um, 
contortionistic moves, if that's a phrase I could use. It was quite interesting getting into it. And, you know, when you're in and you think, oh, should I just leave it on now? Because I don't think I can repeat how I've managed to get into this costume. Yeah, they were pretty tight. Wow. I just can't believe people swim in that. It's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Did you learn any specific trick to actually making it a bit easier to get them on? Or is it literally you've just got to go for it and struggle? Hold your breath. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and hope for the best. Out of the entire experience, what has been the most enjoyable? Um, I think... The, I did better than I hoped I would in my, I got a PB in the 100 and the 50, which you go into these things and you've just got no idea. I I had no idea because it's been my first ever one. And I listened to all the advice that, I, I say that, I listened to the advice that that um, someone that I trained with gave me. And he, get, he basically taught me through a swim plan of each length, of which in the first race that I did, I got out and went, I didn't follow anything he told me to do. I did nothing at all. I just was like, I can't believe I didn't do that. It was so, he drummed it into me and yet it all went out the window. So for the 50, I then thought, right, I must think about what he said. I must concentrate and focus and all that. And and I did, and I certainly had a second race. So I think the best thing about it was that, you know, when you race with people that are fast, you you tend to sort of try and keep up and be as fast as they are because you, you want to improve in, even though, you know, I went in there sort of looking at the times that they all had and thinking, I don't stand a chance. These are immensely fast. But if you get yourself in there and you just go, do you know what, I'm just going to try my best. I think you can achieve and compete at the same level, slightly slower, but, but you know, you can be in there and you can, you can certainly give them a run for the money. That's for sure. It's amazing. Is it very much like the Winter Olympics, uh, the nations who are used to the weather being cold, uh, you know, the Scandinavian countries, for example, are, are they the ones to be, are they up there? Are they, they near the top? Um, I've got a feeling, we're just waiting for confirmation, but I do believe at this moment that GB got the most medals. Wow, that's brilliant. I think I'm just waiting to hear that there's sort of some, obviously they just have to double and treble check everything. And I think a lot of them have only just flown back from to their respective countries. Um, But as I understand it, um, I think that, um, I think that we are, if we're not the top, we're second. So um, hey, that's it, awesome. Yeah, yeah, we've done incredibly well. There were so many world records broken as well, which was amazing. The, the, the standard of everybody there was just, you know, the atmosphere was electric watching them because the, the competition was fierce. It really was. It, it was incredible watching them all. And again, Jackie, in the first podcast that we recorded, you gave out some really useful safety tips for anybody who's thinking of even starting to do open water swimming let alone ice swimming but is it becoming a sport that is increasing in popularity i think yeah for sure definitely i think lockdowns definitely helped with a lot of people who were getting in and and dipping and and experiencing cold water um, which is great i think there's a very big difference between getting in and having a dip and getting in and literally the, the pace that we had to get in that water and swim immediately was just like nothing I've experienced I felt very the first race I felt very unprepared for it even though I prepared you're also elevating your heart rate by then moving at at a fast pace so I'd say I think that the the numbers compared to last year is it's on every two years but with COVID obviously it was delayed a year so it was last year and this year so it won't be again for two years I I believe the numbers have something like doubled from from then and and the speed and the pace I mean there was one young American man who literally arrived no one's particularly ever heard of him before and just broke a world record when we were there so it's certainly getting there and I do believe FINA were there if it does get to the Olympics then for sure it will literally 
hopefully go stratospheric I think everybody will be will be more interested but I think as well as that in terms of the likes of me being able to compete in something like this at this level I think I think the levels will certainly will elevate as well because you'll get more elite people who are from an elite swimming background coming and doing it as well as something different to do and something that's challenging for them um, so I feel very privileged to have been able to do it um, I don't know whether next year I'll qualify because if it keeps going on at this rate I might not get the opportunity. Having said that, I think it's just the most amazing thing. And as I said before, the best thing I've ever done, without question. Well, rightly so. You can be ever so proud of your achievement so far. So so what next for you? Is it is the target to try and qualify for next year? Or have you got something else in mind before then? No, I think the, the build-up to this has been realistically a couple of years trying sort of started off, you know, during the last back end of last lockdown and dipping with my swim friend, Kim down in the mid um and then qualified not december just gone but the december before so it's been almost a whole year of intense training for this just to get to the point of being able to i knew i'd qualified and they carried it over because of covid because i couldn't go to poland i knew they carried it over and i was lucky that they'd done that for me but i had to keep, i had to prove then that I, I was still capable of swimming and fortunately i swim with a couple of people who are on the board of the um the international ice swimming association so that the, the proof that i was swimming and maintaining what i was doing was was very easily available to them but um, I don't know if I'll be able to do it again because of the, the nature of how many people are going to be competing. Um, would I want to do it again? Oh, I don't know. I'm, I, the water temperature was 3.7 on average. And I think that that was relatively warm. And I think and much colder in these conditions, I think it is. And I think that being much colder, I think I suffer quite badly when it gets to near zero. When we swam last year, it was about 0.5 was the lowest I got down to. And it's biting at that it really is and I feel almost like I've dodged a little bit of a bullet with the temperature because the day we left it started to snow and we'd not had any snow that the air temperature was seven degrees so normally the air temperature in the in the Alps is minus whatever but it was really I'd say warm for there and so I feel like I've kind of dodged a bullet as it were if it'd been really 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 cold so I don't know I, I think my I'd like to go back and do endurance or ultra endurance again. So we'll see. I've talked about, um, there's um, a lady there, Jamie, that swims and she's done around Manhattan Island a few times. I think she holds some kind of record for doing the most times. I don't know how many that is. It's quite a few. So we were going to have a chat with her when we were there and see if that's a possibility for maybe for next year. I'd need to train for that because that's a long way again. That's back up to the top of my endurance capabilities so far so i think that's a possibility but we need to sort of just do a little bit more research into whether that's possible or not well keep us posted and what about your blog i quite like doing the uh, the vlogs now and the um and like the photo stuff because written written i mean i do i'm really really lucky that when i first started my blog i seem to just gather quite a lot of readers quite straight away and it just seems to have expanded i think i've got something like two hundred eighty-five thousand readers now which i think is amazing and I do, I do blog quite a lot, and this one will be a mammoth one, I think. But I quite like the idea of doing the vlogs as well. Um, so we'll see. I'll keep, I'll keep my toe in and keep doing it. But I think this one will take quite a few weeks to sort of put together because I keep remembering things that I'd forgotten and then having to write them down and go, must remember that that happened and, and, and what have you. So, yeah, I think so. But I'd like to sort of expand a bit as well, I think. That's the plan just got to get this done and then I'm going to go and have a little um, a little trip and swim away in somewhere hot um, next month um, just to go and um, get warmed up I think so I'm going to go and do a couple of um, endurance swims out in Sri Lanka and um, just to sort of get my shoulders turning again and see how I feel 
and uh, then back and just get a plan for for the next sort of for summer really as well amazing well you fully deserve a a bit of relaxation even though you you (laughs) say that you're going out there to do endurance swimming enjoy the afternoon tea when you go to betty's hopefully they give you lots of treats Uh, and thank you so much for talking to us just finally jackie for anybody who has, has not come across your vlogs and your blog who do they need to look out for and where do they need to go to? Um, so I'm on Twitter, Instagram, I'm on everything. Twitter, Instagram, um, Blogspot. So if you look up Open Water Woman, um, if you go onto Blogspot, that's where the blog is. Uh, but always I've got it on Instagram and Twitter. I kind of tweet and, and do something most days and then the blogs come whenever I've done something to sort of to write about really. But they're always on there. So head over that way and yeah, you've got all the information's on there. Thank you very much. You'll have a gate.